this episode, I talk about Periscope, what's my favorite airport, and how do I get over being young? You ask questions, and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary V Show. Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and you're listening and watching to the Ask Gary V Show, episode 80. I'm gonna give a big shout out to my boy Wayne Krebet, classic all-time New York Jet uh, hustler, you know, 11th man on the depth chart, went all the way up to getting his number retired last year. Uh, Wayne, big shout out. He wore number 80. This is episode number 80. Let's get into the show. Abby asks, as a 24-year-old, how can I turn a possible disadvantage like being young into an advantage as a speaker and a coach? Abby, the, uh, this is a great question. And first of all, we waited a long time to answer this, right? She's been posting this on the gram for a while. India, yeah. I'm talking to you? Long time. Long time. Yeah. So first of all, really appreciate the hustle and the perseverance. Uh, actually, let's interrupt the show and tell you how you can ask a question on the Ask Gary V Show. Hey, I'm Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're watching the Ask Gary V Show. Tim, that's a great question. Paul, that's a great question. Matt, this is a great question. Uh, Abby. I mean, you know, it's funny. I love your hustle and perseverance so much, but I'm gonna zing and zang a little bit on this answer because I am really tired of 21, 19, 22, 24-year-olds wanting to be speaker and coaches about things that they are not able to speak and coach about because they don't have the experience. You're right, it is a disadvantage. It's very hard for me to want to listen or pay you for business advice when you've never built a business. And by the way, you don't have to be 24. You can be 39 and try to sell business advice when you've never sold a business. Now, that's me making a leap and an assumption that that's what you want to talk about. If you want to talk about the perspective of a millennial on how to use social media because you are one, cool. If you want to talk about the things you've learned you know, in whatever genre, if you've been making music since you were 13 and you're 24, that's an 11 year career. But the truth is, you can only talk about and demand and command attention and respect around something you've actually accomplished. Just saying that you're a coach and a speaker doesn't mean you are one because you just said you are one. You've gotta earn the credit to be able to do it. Now look, Do I believe that you can be a football coach without playing football? Yes, but we've hit on this before. When you look at the coaches that were coaches that, uh, you know, didn't play football, most of them played college football, maybe they didn't get to the pros, most of them, if they didn't play football, at least, at bare minimum, played high school football competitively and then had a father normally who was a coach or was within the organization of a major sports franchise. I mean, You've got to put in the work. And so, 
you know, the reason there's a disadvantage of being 24 and getting people to listen to you is because they're right. Now, there's anomalies. Maybe you were 17 and you built a huge business and sold it at 21. The age is not the variable. You know, I feel like I did a lot by 24. I could walk onto stage and say, hey guys, in the last 24 months, since I was 22 and I took over my dad's business, I've taken it in the last 24 months from three to 15 million dollars. Here's how I did it. That's some credibility. That's some chops. But I couldn't have at that point say, let me talk to you about HR as a leader. Mm, only 24 months of that experience. Only so much value compared to when I do it now of having two decades of doing it. So, you know, it's a disadvantage for a purpose, right? For a reason. Uh, if you're an anomaly, radical. But if you're not, you need to respect that people are not idiots. Hans asks, what do you think about the recent Twitter acquisition of Periscope? Hans, this is a tremendous question. As we are filming this right now, so for everybody who's listening, I'm gonna have DRock show Stefan right now, who's actually filming us and meerkatting. Stefan, flip over the uh, flip over the screen, show the camera, flip over your screen, zoom in, DRock. No, no, flip over. Not, not. Don't look at you. <laughs> show the. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. So you know, right now we are we we're, we're meerkatting. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but that's an actual animal. You can go back to me. Um, I think if I was meerkat, I'd be very concerned. You know, obviously we're all enjoying the cat quite a bit. Um, live streaming, phone to phone, peer to peer, is clearly uh, here. Um, but uh, but if I was meerkat, uh, I would be concerned about this acquisition because. Clearly, if it's got the same functionality, which is what it's rumored to have, I haven't seen it yet, but I will probably test it out uh, this weekend if I get a chance um, at South by Southwest. Oh, which reminds me, if you're going to South by Southwest, please check out my talk Saturday at 3 p.m. Uh, Austin time. Um, I, I think that I'd be concerned, and I think that I'm definitely gonna check it out, because I should, and because it's gonna be integrated probably natively into the Twitter app, um, so, uh, it will be interesting to see this play out. If it's going to be a fast move by uh, by Twitter to integrate, we've seen this before. You know, I remember people saying, "Oh, Facebook's doing check-ins. Foursquare is dead," and it didn't happen because it wasn't native to the product. But I do think this functionality clearly, because Meerkat's built on top of Twitter, from the sign-in, from the push-out, from the engagement, when people are commenting right now, it's showing up on Twitter. This is deeply integrated into Twitter and thus uh, will be interesting to watch what, what, what happens here. Uh, I, I absolutely plan on using it. Um, I see a scenario where uh, this is really detrimental to Meerkat. Uh, I see a scenario where Twitter tries to see if both can survive. I, I don't know, it'll be interesting to watch but uh, the, the acquisition has definitely caught my attention. I'm paying very close attention uh, and uh, I, I plan on testing out uh, the product as soon as possible so I can make my judgments on differences. Samantha asks, how do your right hooks differ for a free service versus a paid one? Uh, when you're throwing a right hook that's free, I get excited because there's less friction and it feels like I'm gonna really be able to land that right hook. The problem is, there's a really funny thing about free. Free creates a scenario where people value it for what it's been put out. It's really interesting. I think that a lot of people who watch this show value it quite a bit. I think that the 10% left, if I started charging four bucks an episode or two bucks an episode, the, you know, actually, you know what, that's gonna be the question of the day. 
and I know this is a tough question, and by the way, I will not be charging for this, so don't worry, don't hedge and say zero. I don't have any plans on it. But if I was, what would you pay to watch an episode of the Ask Gary Vee Show? And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's the real question. And, and clearly, I expect most of the comments to be zero or no, because I respect that there's so much content out there, but I do believe that my content is better than a substantial amount of content out there in the world, especially when it talks about new platforms, business, running businesses, leadership, entrepreneurship, startup tech culture. So I do think that we'll see a surprising number, and I'm sure you're probably getting answers right now on Meerkat, so Stefan, feel free to not shout it out because I want to be surprised. Uh, But I do think that it's really funny to me to think about the 10% of you that I would expect to pay for it, that if you were paying four bucks for it, you'd actually value the show more. It's really quite interesting psychology. So how do I act differently? One, when I throw right hooks, for example, when I tweet out later today that episode 80 is up, da da da, you know, I expect to land more than saying episode 80 is up, you know, here, pay me in $3 snap cash if you want to watch it. You know, I, I, uh, I have a little less angst of the conversion because I know that there's no friction financially, which is one of, the, besides time, uh, finance is, is, the, is the friction. Um, and so I think it's got a totally different cadence, different expectation, different pressure hold. Uh, I think it's easier. Hey Gary, answer my question, by the way. Go Giants. Ryan asks, I work for a company that makes animated explainer videos for businesses. Is Google pay-per-click the best option for B2B companies like us? Ryan, great question. Uh, uh, Really excited about baseball right now. I'd love to get your comment in the sections about Brandon Belt. Very much on my radar to draft this year on fantasy baseball. Hopefully nobody uh, in the Vayner 20-man Fantasy Baseball League is listening or watching, but I know Bobby Glennon watches, so I'm a little bit upset now that he has optics into what I'm doing. Though I could be throwing him a curveball. Um, listen, Google pay per click is tremendous, uh, but I also think that LinkedIn ads have tremendous upside for you. Also, LinkedIn creative, meaning putting out blog posts on LinkedIn and then having a call to action at the bottom I think could actually work for you quite a bit because the B2B mentality within LinkedIn is so over the top. It's the context of the room. So I'm a big fan of putting out content now that everybody can blog on LinkedIn and then maybe use that content on your email newsletter, on your website, on other places where you have a little bit of base to create some awareness around it. I'm a big fan of that. I actually think you could get stunningly up, stunning Hail Mary upside on both Pinterest and um, and Instagram. I, I think Pinterest's ad product that we'll probably see roll out this year has a chance to really matter for you if you're actually targeting people in a uh, business world that could actually buy this. But yeah, I would say Google. Uh, I would say uh, I would say content. I would say go and reach out to any B2B platforms, podcasts and blogs that speak to the audience that you're trying to reach and see if your CEO or creative director can be a guest contributor or interviewed on there because that exposure I think actually can convert for you. Maybe not at the scale that you can get from a PPC Google world. Uh, I also think you can target people by their office, you know, by where they work on Facebook, dark posts, and I think you can get some really great results there, especially if you upload some of the native videos that you actually create in native Facebook form, I think you can actually get some interesting results there. So, so do I think Google PPC still wins the day for you? I think it's clearly gonna be one of the three winners. I think Facebook dark posts, and I think LinkedIn ads supported by LinkedIn Creative play and can compete at that level, uh, so that's where I would focus. CJ asks, 
What's your favorite airport? See, this is a great question. My favorite airports are always like like small ones, like in Des Moines, or like you know, which I've been to, or uh, you know, where is that? You know, South something, South somewhere in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, you know, Montana, some of the places I've done, Arkansas, some of the stuff I've done, Chattanooga, Tennessee. You know, the airports you walk in, oh, when we had Green Mountain Coffee as a client, the Vermont airport. I mean, you know, the airports that you could literally roll up to and be at your gate within, I don't know, four minutes with no pre-check. Um, you know, I like those places. Uh, I also clearly feel very, I mean, you know, Newark, JFK, and LaGuardia, have, and in some weird way, SFO, I know everything about LAX, SFO, LGA, JFK, and Newark. Uh, I know those airports, pro- I probably know the nuances of those airports better than I know the office of VaynerMedia. They've become my home. Uh, big shout out to Johnny at LGA. I mean, these people have become my friends. I, it's really quite sad. Um, like, like, I almost feel like they're breaking TSA rules. Like, they don't even need to check my ID. They're like, hey, Gary. I'm like, hey. You know, like, it's, uh, you know, so, uh, I, 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 <laughs> the really sad answer to this question, the actual real authentic sad answer to this question is all of them. Uh, the coziness that I feel at an airport is disturbing at best. <laughs> Cool, let's do one more added question. Uh, I know there's a delay, but we'll sit here and jam. Um, let's film Stefan. Actually, let this all roll, DRock, no editing. We're gonna ask a meerkat question. Stefan, as soon as you see one that you like, because I know there's a delay, so they'll pop up in a second. Pop, pop, and away. Uh, and uh, you can just ask one. Mm-hmm. So there's no awkward silence. You can look at me and I can just talk about something random. Uh, Darrell Rivas. <laughs> so goddamn happy. Um, so South by Southwest, my seventh or eighth year, heading down in a couple of hours. Uh, hopefully, you know, please hit me up on Twitter if you're down there. I'm trying to do some random meetups. Uh, and definitely come and check out my talk. I will stick around after and like selfie it up. Um, got anything? What does it take to work at VaynerMedia? What does it take to work at VaynerMedia? That's a good question. Thanks, Meerkat. Um, Who was it? He doesn't know. That's why he said somebody. Or you got it? It scrolls. Yeah, at, Jesus Christ, now everybody's asking. Yeah, it's over. Uh, sorry, if you asked this question. Uh, no IP love. Um, you know, I think it takes a million different things depending on what the job is. It's about the right job for the right person. So the answer is, it, anybody probably could work at Vayner at some level. They just have to have self-awareness if they are a project manager, or a creative director, account soup, a, a CM. But it definitely takes, I think the more interesting question is what does it take to win at VaynerMedia, right? So like getting in, like we've had plenty of winners and losers get in. Um, how, how, how to win here I think is a fine balance of one, having empathy and self-awareness and respecting the others around you, having patience. I think a lot of people lose within the first 6, 12, 18 months at Vayner because um, they're just not playing the long game and they either want a raise or a promotion or have the audacity of like thinking they're better than they are. Um, which, but while equally, this is back to pulling in both directions, I want that bravado and confidence and all those things. So I, I think it's about making networks, having relationships, uh, having self-awareness, having patience, over-communication. You know, like what if, what if this machine is doing bad by you? I respect that. We're not perfect. 
I want to be there for you. So are you speaking to Minnie in HR or me or AJ or your, or your leaders within the organization or, or these 30 to 50 people here that have been here for a year to three years that are really the foundation of the ethos of the company? So, you know, I, uh, I think there's a lot of different things that it, it takes, uh, but it definitely takes hard work. It definitely takes smarts. It take, but what trumps that is it takes heart. I found the guy that asked the question. You did, India? Laz Alberto. Laz Alberto, cool. Great job. Hey, Laz. Hey, Laz. Uh, oh, great. You searched. Yeah, great job. India, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you keep asking questions, India will keep finding them. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you see my pants? These are nice new pants. Do you like them? Kind of like, uh, they're not really burgundy. Like, like a burnt yeah, like a burnt, well, they're not orange, Stefan. Like you, you, what do you have, like? They're maroon. Yeah, they're maroon, but like, but like, like they're like, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, and the fact that the meerkat caught it, oof. <laughs> Please tweet out that D-Rock f***ed it up. <laughs> Actually, I'm pissed it wasn't part of the show. Because that would have got him mad, but I would have loved the real <laughs> shit. All right. $20 a month, $1.50, $2, $10, $5 a month. Some a month, some yeah, per some episode. Per I wonder. <laughs> All right. Give me that. Let's uh, reverse. Hey, guys. Uh, confidence is key. Cockiness is the lock that can open any door. Know the difference. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hmm. Laz said hey to India. That's nice. Hey, Laz. Hey, Laz. Um, <laughs> are you not chatting anymore? Uh, where's the question? Oh, I didn't do a question. Yeah, I did a question day in the episode. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, hey. D-Rock is awesome. <laughs> this is crap. D-Rock, what do you think? Tim said that. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate you. Um, what are we doing? Hey, India from India. Um, uh-huh. I'm hustling in Russia. Gary, love your t- Hey, India from India. I'm, I gotta figure that out. Uh, Jace from Puerto Rico. Love it. There was a question today, guys. It was intermingled. You didn't watch? This is nuts. Thanks for the show. You got it. Great show, thank you. The beard is coming in, right? You guys didn't know I could grow a beard like this, huh? No, I have a, I did a video and you had it. Oh right, the playoff beard, yeah. It comes in. G'day, very nice. The beard, I am prepping for Ryan Fitzpatrick, my new quarterback. Uh, Like you, Sonic reference, a few shows, like chops off. Team pizza or team burrito? Neither. Muscle Mike wouldn't let me eating, like eating either. Um, Do you think Meerkat could do a dating version? It, it chops off. Um, yeah, the answer is yes. I'm sure there's plenty of interesting. Do you have your Wi-Fi on? What's that? Your I have wife. my Wi-Fi on. Love that we caught it live. Epic episode. Thank you, Richard. Do you feel Meerkat is starting to explode? Jaden, I think it's clearly gaining traction. Um, it's still nerded out when you get the first couple big celebrities to do it, and we have like, you know, I'm pumped at 517 if you want to jump in here, but like, when there's 14,000, when you get one of these grape story celebrities that has like 44,000 on, because it's all teenage girl culture, you know, um, it'll be interesting. Why don't you watch your own videos? Ego or time, John? You know, time, uh, I don't know, ego, I, I, I don't know if I'm like trying to be cooler than myself. Is this a battle between me and myself? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't watch my own videos because I know what I fucking did. <laughs> like I watched it already. <laughs> um, Rosie, thanks for the beard love. Thank you. A lot of people ask me not to get rid of the beard. It's really. What do you think, Adi? You don't like the beard, or you like the beard? I like it. Yeah, 
Is that like a weird question? Did I put you in a weird spot there? Maybe. Oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> the new Ustream Q&A. Yeah, Luke, this definitely has the potential to do. So Luke has been with me for a long time. We used to do Ustream Q&As like it was our job back in like 07, 08, 09. Um, so this is super fun. What's your favorite red wine right now? Rosie, there's a Malbec that Wine Library is going to offer in two weeks. If, you're not, if you go to winelibrary.com right now, we have a new pop-up that can sign you up for the email list. You should sign up because in two Wednesdays, one of my favorite wines of all time for $30, $40 is this Argentinian Malbec that blew me away and we're gonna do it for $19.99 by the case or maybe even by the bottle. Brandon's debating that, but blows me away. Um, social beards, yeah, I've been seeing him hit me up. What are social beards? What is joining us on social beards? Cibaros, I've seen you hit me up on that. Does that mean, does that mean he wants me to follow them? There's a social beard network called Bristler. I don't know how long I'm gonna, I feel like I'm not gonna keep the beard and I'm gonna do like a weird, I think I'm gonna do like, I'm gonna do, yeah, I'm gonna do a whole handlebars thing. Oh, please do it. You want me to, I I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna go I did it once on a Spanish wine trip for 17 days. When I came home, Lizzie like lost her mind. <laughs> like we were, ju- we were just together for like two years. She opened the door. She's like, I didn't see her for 17 days. The longest time we were apart, and you know, early love. You know, opens the door. She's like, Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I might just keep the under. Like I might just shave everything here and just keep this. Yeah. <laughs> you want the handles? Sapola, uh, you can do. What can you do for me? Uh, Sapola, here's something you can do for me. I want all 535 people who are watching this right now to go on Skitcher or or iTunes and follow the podcast and leave a review to the podcast. I need that oomph because I'm trying to, you know, for me, when you're putting out content, people discovering your content is so important. So you guys as a community getting, you know, Twitter's gotten so noisy that, you know, people giving me love on Twitter is nice, but blog posts or podcast reviews or Instagram is huge. Like taking a screenshot of this right now. Oh, you know be awesome. Actually, here's a fun social. Here's a right hook in the fucking half. Um, um, taking a screenshot of this right now. So I'm actually gonna wait a second and be like, <laughs> but taking a screenshot of this right now and then putting out an Insta photo and giving me some love. That would be that is like a hardcore right hook ask. But but would be a big deal for me because really I'm obsessed with, when you're putting out content, you're looking for distribution. I believe that humans and your fans are the biggest distribution. I believe that my fans over-index with giving me love on Twitter. I believe the attention graph on Twitter is getting hurt. So I need to siphon that into the places that matter to me right now, which is Skitcher and, you know, and, and uh, iTunes for the podcast because I want to build up the podcast a little bit. It's definitely Instagram. Um, so that would really, really, really mean a lot to me. Screenshot of this. And then my handle at Gary B E on Instagram, um, and you know, just like a right hook to give the community. If, if you listen, I, I feel like that's a big right hook. You don't have to do it, but that would be a huge deal. I would be really, really happy. <laughs> D Rock fucked up. Chris, Chris is an Olympian. Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. Um, uh, so done. It'd be really badass if you reviewed my podcast. We're in the hunt. Where to hunt Wisconsin podcast? That's awesome. Where to hunt? I don't want to bullshit you. I barely, I'm barely catching up with my email, so the chances of me actually listening to the podcast um, and then being able to review it, because I would never review it without watching, I, I feel that's not authentic. In the same way that I would never want anybody here to take a screenshot and post on their Insta or leave a review if they don't feel comfortable. So, um, Pro tip for South by, Daniel, don't get caught up in too many scheduling things. The serendipity has all the action. 
Serendipity has all the action. Um, Rosie, thanks for a uh, screenshot. Who's your favorite YouTuber and why? Again, I don't consume. I put out content, I don't consume it. I consume your content. In the time that most of you, it's not a diss, most of everybody would spend maybe these 10 minutes maybe watching something they like or listening to something or reading, like things that I think I could have seen myself doing if I didn't go rogue, like reading Grantland for 10 minutes right now or you know, like what I'm doing is I'd rather give back to my community right now and jam with you guys, right? So my consumption is, has been converted into my interaction. Yeah, there it is. That's what it is. My consumption is my interaction. You know? You got it? Yeah, my consumption, like why I don't consume media, it's because all those extra minutes are going into answering people. And you know what? I want to go hardcore. Let's take a bunch of the e- Like, I don't think people recognize how much email I get of like life story and then I have to read it and then respond. And we'll X out people's names and such and if, then we'll use the generic ones like, hey, like how do I crush it? <laughs> you know, but like, you know, like, like, yeah, that's, you know, that's what it is. My, um, that's my consumption. So I don't consume anything. Do you still lift? Hell yeah. Fucking, it's starting to happen for me. But I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait another year when it's. I mean, I finally like have something here. It's crazy. Um, Instagram is easy ask. Consider it done. Thank you so much. The life of Nadia. I love that. Thank you so much. Actually, you know what? What? Jason from China. Jason from China. You got a really fun email from Jason from China. Oh yeah. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight. That's awesome. I need to check that out. Um, when are you gonna hit up Bayway Liquor next? Bayway, that's so funny. I've known the people that own that store my whole life. Like, do you think I own Bayway Liquors? Because I don't. But Wine Library is 15 minutes from Bayway, and I love those guys. I hope they're doing well. Um, Instagram pick added and tagged. You know what I'm doing? I'm missing class for this. That's the best investment you've ever made. Here's my right hook. Holy crap! He lost a ton of weight. Yeah. Good for him. He looks great. Yeah. Shit. See, this is what pisses me off. I lost 20 pounds and nobody even knows. Everyone knows. All right, all right, I want <laughs> Thank you for delivering. All right, I gotta get out of here. Romy, you waiting for me? All right, I gotta get Romy. She's been waiting forever.